You are listening to the Berkeley Technology Law Journal podcast. I'm Ye Xixu. Here are some recent headlines about what's been happening this week in tech law. Today, we'll be covering the president's post testing the limits of Twitter and Facebook's content policies, an aerial surveillance program in Baltimore, and Intel freeing up its IP to fight COVID-19. In a series of tweets last Friday, President Donald Trump issued a call to liberate Virginia, Minnesota, and Michigan. His call to liberate these states were also posted on Facebook. It was not clear exactly what Trump meant with the tweets, but critics said the president appeared to be encouraging protests in the states against the stay-at-home orders. According to the Detroit Free Press, Demonstrators in Michigan drove thousands of vehicles to the state capitol to protest stay-at-home orders. The Associated Press also reported that there were at least 400 people gathered outside Minnesota Governor Tim Walz's home in Saint Paul to protest the state's ongoing lockdown, and few were practicing social distance or wearing masks. The event was organized on Facebook. The president's calls to action may potentially violate both Twitter and Facebook's new rules specific to the COVID-19 pandemic. Both companies promoted new policies over the last months in response to the pandemic, aiming to protect their users from content that contradicts the official health guidance and could result in the real-world spread of the virus. For example, Twitter updated its safety policy in late March to prohibit any tweets that quote. Could place people at a higher risk of transmitting COVID-19. Unquote. On April 1st, Twitter again broadened its definition for the kind of harmful COVID-19 content it forbids, stating that it would quote, continue to prioritize removing content when it has a clear call to action that would directly pose a risk to people's health or well-being. Unquote. Facebook also expanded its platform rules to deal with the new challenges. And the company is removing COVID-19-related misinformation, which could contribute to imminent physical harm. According to a Twitter spokesperson, Trump's tweets do not currently violate Twitter's rules. Twitter does not consider the tweets as worded a quote clear call to action unquote that could pose a health risk. In a statement to TechCrunch, Facebook did not say that the president post violated the platform rules. It further states that, quote, unless the government prohibits the event during this time, we allow it to be organized on Facebook. Unquote. The Baltimore Police Department is faced with legal challenges as they attempt to promote their planned aerial surveillance program, which they say is aimed at fighting high levels of violent crime through the collection of images of the city by aircrafts. On April 9th, the leaders of a beautiful struggle, a grassroots think tank in Baltimore dedicated to advancing public policy in the interest of Black people, filed a civil complaint in federal court against the police department. It argues that this program will result in indiscriminate searches without warrant, and thus infringe on residents' constitutional rights to privacy and free association under the First and Fourth Amendments. Defending themselves on April 15th, the Baltimore Police Department argued that the program doesn't violate the Fourth Amendment because it isn't a search. They alleged that 
the U.S. Supreme Court and the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals, which has jurisdiction over Maryland, quote, have held constitutional far more intrusive aerial surveillance than that contemplated, unquote, by Baltimore's pilot program. In addition, they state that the First Amendment claim doesn't have a strong standing either because the right to gather freely has not been infringed upon. According to the city of Baltimore, the pilot program is intended to run for 180 days and the aircraft will fly for at least 40 hours a week, collecting images of the city to help investigate homicides, shootings, armed robberies, and carjackings. The city further stated that the photo resolution is limited to one pixel per person, meaning that individuals and vehicles are represented as dots and thus the police will not be able to identify a particular person's gender or clothing. The plaintiffs, however, argue that the cameras create a low-frame-rate video recording of everywhere that anyone goes, allowing police to retroactively track a person's movements from any place or time. In conjunction with other surveillance technologies such as existing ground cameras, license plate readers, and other sensors, it will be, quote, trivially easy, unquote, for the police to identify residents' identities and activities, resulting in a large intrusion to personal privacy. In addition to its $50 million pledge to COVID-19 efforts in early April, Intel is free up its intellectual property to fight the COVID-19 pandemic. The company will be opening up its massive patent portfolio to scientists and researchers to help them battle the illness. According to Stephen Rogers, Intel General Counsel, quote, scientists and researchers need the freedom to make COVID-19 innovations and inventions without the threat of being sued by intellectual property owners, unquote. According to Law 360, Intel's free of IP comes as part of the Open COVID Pledge, which invites universities, companies, and other owners of IP to grant free and temporary license to use their patented and copyrighted technologies in the fight against COVID-19 without fear of being sued. Key research universities such as Stanford, MIT, Harvard, the University of California, San Francisco, and the Innovative Genomics Institutes of UC Berkeley, or IGI, have also offered their IP by giving free licenses to anyone developing technologies for the diagnosis, prevention, or treatment of COVID-19. The IGI's executive director, Jennifer Dunham, whose team helped to develop CRISPR technology, said that, quote, enabling individuals and organizations across the world to work on solutions together without impediments is the quickest way to end this pandemic, unquote. Thank you for listening. The BDLG podcast is brought to you by Alan Holder and members of the podcast team at Berkeley Technology Law Journal. Today's episode was written, edited, and produced by Ye Xi Xu. We are committed to bringing you interesting news and conversations involving the intersection of technology and the law. If you enjoyed our podcast, please support us by subscribing and rating us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you found our podcast so we can reach other listeners. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, write us at bdlgpodcast at gmail.com. The information presented is not legal advice and may not be up to date. This podcast is intended for academic and entertainment purposes only. 
remember, don't get legal advice from podcast. Talk to a lawyer.